Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 27th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined this and every weekday by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Like dozens of college football beat reporters across the country, I'm holding a freshly printed depth chart in my hands. This one lists Connor Tapp and Trey Scott as co-hosts of the College Football Daily, at least we're not keeping it as vague as Tennessee, which listed 10 different players as co-starters along its three-man defensive front. Anyway, the coaches say they're going to need both of us to play, so we'll both continue getting first-team reps as we prepare for our week one podcast topics. Trey, get us started. I'll stay ready, Connor. I'll be ready to play whenever the coach needs me. Uh, we got a lot of depth chart news to talk about real quick, including a huge quarterback rundown. But first, I want to talk real quick about a, a talent composite 24-7 sports released on Monday, namely the 2019 team talent composite, which examines and ranks every FBS team uh, accounting for transfers, dismissals, and other early departures based on how their players ranked in high school. Um, of all the ways of gauging college football's most talented teams, I think this is by far the most comprehensive and pure. And if you're like still stuck in 2011 and turning your nose up at recruiting rankings, you should be reminded that every national championship game participant since 2002 has had a five-star on their roster. I'm going to rip through some quick takeaways. Um, despite the Buckeyes adding the number two, former number two overall recruit in the offseason, somebody named Justin Fields, Alabama has taken back the title of college football's most talented team, which did belong to Ohio State last season. Bama's average player rating is a ridiculous 93.2. Uh, that's nearly a full point higher than anybody else. Bama's getting a lot of Clemson comparisons this offseason, right? Bama Clemson part five, what's going to happen? Well, Clemson, uh, where are they in this ranking? Uh, they are ninth. They're the ninth most talented team in college football. Uh, kind of surprising, but it makes sense why their 2019 class ranked just 10th in the country. And meanwhile, as far as offseason losses, they lost two five-stars alone from their defensive line. So they are the ninth most talented roster in football, but they are building toward a historic 2020 class. And they still have several good players on their team, Connor. Um Go check out that ranking in uh, Chris Hummer's article on 24-7 Sports. One last thing I'll add here is that only five teams have an average per player rating of 90 or above. Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, USC, and LSU. So USC's at fourth. Those Trojans went five and seven last year. And if Clay Helton doesn't have a big season this fall, he's really got no excuse. Yeah, some interesting things to mine out of that composite for sure. You mentioned Clemson being down at nine. I feel like you could maybe look at that and say, oh, well, are there maybe some depth concerns after the top line of great starters? You could also look at it as, hey, what an out, like Clemson still has not built its monster as menacing as it possibly could be. And they're obviously headed toward a really impressive 2020 class. Uh, and another interesting thing that jumped out at me looking at this was Texas at number seven. I feel like the Longhorns are kind of getting dinged by a lot of the advanced metrics, uh, F FPI, S&P Plus, for not having a whole lot of returning production uh, from from the team that won the Sugar Bowl a year ago, but you look at this, you say, okay, maybe maybe you lost a lot of production, but certainly not hurting for returning talent. Well, that's what I was, I, Connor. I've been trying to tell that everybody <laughs> that all, all offseason. They only have three returning starters on defense, but two straight number three overall recruiting classes. And I said that to somebody in like May on Twitter, and like, well, S and only takes in returning talent. I'm like, well, 
are returning starters. I'm like, well, look at what they've got. You said Texas uh, somewhere. Yeah. Also, Oklahoma, I believe, is right behind them. So the Big 12 is having a nice renaissance. Not that Oklahoma hasn't made the playoff uh, the last several seasons, but it is nice for a conference that, you know, gets a lot of crud uh, nationally to to prove that it does have plenty of talent on its on its squads. Uh, yesterday on the podcast, we detailed the domestic assault allegations levied against star Tennessee defensive back Bryce Thompson. And on Monday, the other shoe dropped on Rocky Top as the Volunteers released a statement announcing that they had suspended Thompson indefinitely. The freshman All-American is arguably UT's top returning defender, and his absence could be keenly felt as early as week two against BYU. Yeah, so Thompson was one of two freshman starters at cornerback last year. Uh, Alante Taylor is the other guy. The good news for Tennessee, and you know, this is re- regardless of what happens with Thompson, uh, they were getting really good uh, reviews from another true freshman cornerback named Warren Burrell, uh, or Burrell, who who is uh, on Barton Simmons' twenty four seven Sports preseason true freshman All American team. So, uh, yes, Thompson's probably their best player but they should still have an okay secondary too they got nigel warrior back there at safety but i you said byu in week two they also got florida in week four um i got good news for michigan well not really actually Uh, the good news is that they still have one of the best offensive lines in football because they're returning four or five starters from their 2018 unit uh which was very good but the bad news is the injury to right tackle andrew stuber who was contending for the last spot up for grabs is as bad as initially feared. The Wolverines confirmed Monday that Stuber will miss the whole season with an ACL tear. That means the right tackle job belongs to former four-star recruit Jaden Mayfield. If you're not a Michigan fan and you're wondering why that name Andrew Stuber sounds familiar to you, it might be because Andrew Stuber was a secondary cast member in the James Hudson drama that unfolded a couple of weeks ago. Hudson, the former offensive lineman at Michigan, now at Cincinnati, accused Michigan of not supporting him in his transfer waiver application. Michigan people are kind of putting forth a counter argument that Hudson entered the transfer portal after falling behind Stuber on the Michigan depth chart. We are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Connor, you're going to run us down a lot of quarterback news. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the College Football Daily. Uh, A bunch of quarterback battles were decided or at least announced. The outcomes were announced on Monday. Uh, Let's run through some of those pretty quickly. Jawan Pass won the job at Louisville under new head coach Scott Satterfield. Ben Hicks won the Arkansas job over Texas A&M transfer Nick Starkle. Uh, Copy editors beware. Redshirt freshman Michael Penix gets the nod for Indiana. Matt McKay is the choice to replace Ryan Finley at NC State. And I really thought thought UNC had already named Sam Howell its starting quarterback, but they put out another statement making that official, official, double, triple official uh, that Sam Howell will be starting against South Carolina in week one at Bank of America Stadium. Well, they're just owning the news cycle by creating the news (laughs) twice. Uh, Of all of those, uh, Phoenix was actually not supposed to win the job two weeks ago. Uh, They had an incumbent who started most of last season. So that's interesting. And then Arkansas, 
the connection with Ben Hicks there is that Chad Morris coached him for three seasons at SMU. Uh, we'll see if Nick Starkle sticks around. Uh, he's got one more year of eligibility than Hicks, so maybe he sticks around as back of this year and is the starter uh, in 2020. Something to watch that could either turn into nothing or a big, ugly mess. Penn State is being sued by its former director of athletic medicine, Dr. Scott A. Lynch, who worked for Penn State from 2013 to March of this year, believes his termination was due to his reporting that head coach James Franklin pressured him to prematurely clear injured players. Penn State, however, says Lynch's dismissal was because the school wanted a director of athletic medicine who lived closer to Happy Valley. Lynch lives in Hershey, which sources tell me is a two-hour drive. A strange situation in South Bend as former top 100 wide receiver signee Kevin Austin is expected to miss the entire 2019 season after having been initially suspended for just the first four games. Uh, The Irish are already dealing with the injury-related absences of tight end Cole Komet and wide receiver Michael Young. As of right now, Notre Dame only has two players ready for week one who caught double-digit passes a year ago. We have two Texas Nuggets. Two is also the number of healthy scholarship running backs the Longhorns have left. But I'll spare you all my concerned rant and save it for another day. First, sophomore wide receiver Joshua Moore, a possible starter, is going to be suspended for at least the opener versus Louisiana Tech following his arrest on August 1st for carrying an unlawful weapon. We will see if that carries over into LSU in week two. And Texas Sister School will be wearing the number 32 decal on its helmet all season long, honoring Longhorn great Cedric Benson, who died at the age of 36 in a motorcycle accident last week alongside passenger Amnon Najam. Kentucky is getting its fourth highest rated player in the 24-7 sports composite era with the help of the transfer portal. Baton Rouge safety Kelvin Joseph was the number 42 overall player in the 2018 class, but Joseph entered his name into the transfer portal twice this offseason, initially withdrawing in May, but then re-entering in July. Joseph revealed on Monday that he'll be taking his talents to Kroger Field. It feels like nobody stocks up on ball carriers in any given cycle like Penn State, who added four-star running back Kevon Lee on Monday. The Nittany Lions already had four-star all-purpose back. Isaiah Holmes committed. I think it's an easy pitch. Come to Happy Valley. Be the next Saquon Barkley. Uh, Coming up on Tuesday, we've got TCU set to announce its QB1 along with, I imagine, several other programs. But uh, interesting nugget here is that the Horn Frogs battle is down to Alex Delton and Max Duggan. And if it is Duggan that gets the nod, it will be four out of four on the top four dual threat quarterbacks in the top 24-7 from the class of 2019 that end up with Starting jobs as true freshmen. Uh, another item to keep an eye on is Jake Hayner. Yesterday we talked about announcing his decision to transfer from Washington over the weekend. He said on a radio show on Monday night that Fresno State might be the front runner and that there could be a decision coming sometime on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that as well. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. And once you've done that, tell an enemy to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. College Football Daily.